0: Hello and welcome to Boxing and Bullshit. I'm your host, Alex Diaz. It's Monday, February 17th, 2020. We had a pretty cool weekend. Good amount of fights. We have a very big fight coming up this next weekend. Let's go. I'm going to start off with the Jorge Linares-Carlos Morales fight. Man, Linares looked like he went back five years. He, he, He looked really fast, through really good combinations, um, he actually, he stopped, he stops Morales in in the fourth round, Morales being a pretty rugged and tough fighter himself, um, I believe he went 10 rounds with Ryan Garcia, so the fact that Linares stops him in four, and really, like, systematically just breaks him down, with, you know, the hand speed, the really nice right hand, yeah, uh, man, they, they they keep talking about making this uh, Gar you know uh, Garcia fight in uh, July what July middle of July um, at the Staples Center. It'd be a really good fight. I do think that the reason that um, Golden Boy wants to make that fight happen is because they see Linares as being like over the hill. On Saturday, dude, he looked nothing. He looked nothing like short of spectacular. He. he Bass, the movement, lateral movement, even some of the footwork that you saw. I was like, "Holy fuck, dude!" Like, this is the guy that everybody was so high on, right? Like in Spanish, they call him "El Niño de Oro," the Golden Boy. This dude is insanely talented. At one point, he was considered the best lightweight in the world. He he ended up knocking down uh, Lomachenko with the right hand. I I and I don't know, man. I I don't. I, I'm not certain that that it's going to be a walk in the park for Garcia. They 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 might be, you know, just kind of overlooking him. They keep looking at like Luke Campbell fight. They keep talking about uh, Garcia, Javante um, Davis fight. They they need to pump their brakes a little bit and really really consider if that's the next fight that they want for him, because he's got a good pop. Ryan backs straight up his chin all up in the air. That's one of the biggest flaws that the dude has. And it's just, you got to be real careful. You know how you select the fights for these fighters when you're trying to build them up. You don't want them to become stagnant and just keep fighting lower level opposition. And then all of a sudden have to face like a really badass fighter. So I think the way they've tried to to progress Ryan, they've done it the right way. But Linares, he doesn't look done. He really didn't look done. He looked like 135 as a division. You know, he got knocked out by uh, Pablo Cesar Um... At 140, but it just—I don't think he should have even been in that weight division. I think he was just looking for an answer after losing to Lomachenko. And 135, man, he looks legit. I—I'm I, not—I don't know how. For me, I'm a little bit of a skeptic. Ryan, I think, is a very talented fighter. He's stupidly fast, but ha he has got some life left. And I mean, he talks about like he wants the Lomachenko rematch. He's—you know—he's trained to Lomachenko. He's run into him um, plenty of times so that they've talked. And they've both actually shown an interest in the rematch in that fight. He's, I think, um, you know, the guy's been in the game for a while. And he made a decent amount of money, you know, growing up in Japan. You know, training out there, fighting out there. It's, it's like his, he calls it like his, not just his second home, but like his home for him. <laughs> hopefully he gets, hopefully he gets those fights. And if he doesn't get Lomachenko, and he doesn't get... The Ryan fight. Hopefully something that keeps him up in contention. make Maybe look makes him look good. And then really builds at a big fight. Because I'd love to see him fight Loma again. I think he feels like he didn't capitalize on the knockdown. Like he should have. And I think the Ryan fight. I mean. It, if he manages to beat a prospect like Ryan Garcia. Dude, he'll, he'll be right back up in there. Then maybe at some point he would get like a Tank Davis fight. So moving on to the Ryan fight, man, that kid did what he's supposed to do. Like, he fucking, Oh, man, he knocked out a fighter in the first round from one punch. That Gervonta Davis took eight rounds of stop. I, so it, you know, it's, boxing isn't always, you know, um, this person be this person, so this should be the outcome. Or that person beat this person, and this will be the outcome. Styles really do make fights. Uh, Gervonta being like 5'5", 5'4", 135 pounds. Not doesn't tower over anybody. He doesn't have those kind of physical advantages. He just has like really good knockout power and and very decent speed. Ryan is, I believe, 5'11", 135 pounds. He towers over a lot of these fighters. And he's got long arms. Man, he's right up there with Gary Russell for fastest hands in boxing. He's got crazy fast hands. This motherfucker throws, you know... (laughs) He he looks like he throws, you know, like three three punches before, you know... Before or while uh, his opponent's throwing one. And when you watch the knockout, it was like it's a check hook, right? So... His opponent's throwing a right hand, beginning to throw a right hand, and he maybe just trying to load up on it a little bit, but you could see that there's a right hand coming. And Ryan notices it, takes us, you know, leans back, kind of moves a little bit slightly, starts moving to his left, and then just puts his weight into his left hook quick. That, Jesus Christ, dude. <laughs> his body gave out. He, man, Fonseca, like, he lands a punch. His body, like, he moved a little bit forward. And then his body just gives out arms, everything, legs. He collapses back. His fucking, his head hits the canvas a couple times. He just bounced off that thing. And you're like, oh, I mean, it's just, you could see, like, the overhead view. The ref's like, dude, this is over. Like, there's no chance. The guy has no chance of getting up. You begin to worry a little bit. Uh, Ryan does a classy thing. He walks over, he kneels, you know, he, he wants to check on the fighter. He he prays for him, makes sure that he's okay. And wow. Wow. Like, comparatively, he, I mean, he's, he still showed that he was able to hurt somebody in no time with one counter, and the fight was over. At 135, because he was fighting at 130, so. Moving up to 135, he he looks like he looks solid. He 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 looks. Oh my god, (laughs) the hand speed, the power coming along with it. Yeah, you know, like he's he's been moved slowly and strategically. But it's man, the guy he's gonna be good. He's gonna be very good. I think one of the things that they've been working on, and we didn't really get to see it, is like his defense he has a really really bad habit of backing up with his chin straight up in the air any really good fighter any elite fighter is gonna is gonna be testing his chin it's just something you can't do but even early on in the fight you could see like you know hand well here's one thing I it's the get so fast, but I have never liked when a fighter keeps his left hand low. Whenever you, whenever, if you're you know if you're an orthodox fighter and you keep your left hand low, you know you have to bring it up before you able to jab, and your chin's going to be open. So if your chin's open, your hands down, you back straight up, it, it, you're going to have some problems eventually. They keep talking about making a fight when the Naras happen. Lenares did an amazing job on his own. I I'm not sure which one was more impressive. Knocking the guy out with one punch, yeah, wow. But Lenares broke down his opponent. We you got you gotta see more of his skills and how he's progressed and how he's doing better now going back down to 135. You're seeing a guy that, you know, people were like, oh he's like he's so he's chinny, he's He's done, he's old, he's already had so many wars. That's why he's even stopped, you know, a few times. Linares looked great. Linares legitimately looked better than good on Saturday. So, um, against an opponent who's given other people plenty of problems. Now you have, you know, this fight in July that hopefully gets made between, you know, Ryan Garcia and Jorge Linares. And you have to to ask yourself, is Ryan going to be able to land those kinds of punches? Lenar's. yeah, he's They're both quick, but Ryan really is going to have to worry about the punches that are coming back to him. Lenar is savvy; like he, will create openings for himself. Ryan tends to um, throw enough punches until something, something, something lands. Right. The way he ended this, this previous fight with the counter, beautiful shot, beautiful left hook. It it just it was just textbook. It looked look it looked like De La Oya in like '95. You know, like that's that's how nice of a left hook he has. I think he's gonna have to incorporate like the right hand more. Um, and the one punch I I rarely see from Ryan for being so tall. And I, I think it's just because of like the range that he fights in. You don't see the uppercut too much from him. I think Linares was gonna try and like smother him, crowd him, and just you know. The Linares is fast hands man. Really good power. He might, you know, he he strategically try and cause those kind of problems for for Ryan, make him work and and really test the dude's will and maybe his conditioning. You know, I I don't think Ryan ever I I mean, he's fought the 10 rounders. You know, he doesn't look like he will have too much trouble, but Against a lead opponent, really in a grueling matchup, it, it's going to be a completely different thing. Like fighting up to that level is going to be more difficult than it would be, you know, beating a Carlos Morales. But both guys, man, it, it it's I'm pretty excited about it. I really hope it gets done. I hope it's at Staples Center, local here to the Southern California, and maybe you know, get a group of us and we'll shoot out there. And yeah. have a hell of a fight, have some drinks, and will be on. So, uh, on Saturday I was watching the Caleb Plant fight, right, against, I believe, I, I might be going to pronounce it wrong, but Fugowitz? um a fighter who was undefeated, a fighter that was pretty muscular, came from Germany. He didn't look like he knew how to box. I was watching the fight. I was, I mean, he's a tough guy. And, 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 you know, he's out there putting his health in line. But he, he didn't seem to belong in that ring. He, he, there was nothing after like 30 seconds, maybe a minute of watching that fucking first round. That led me to believe that uh, Caleb Plant was going to have any problems with him whatsoever. Caleb looked great. They looked really good. I mean, he was up against somebody, you know. It was a uh, mandatory or even voluntary defense, I don't fucking know. I mean, it just but Caleb did what he was supposed to do. He looked really really good. He's a slick fighter, you know, out of Tennessee and you know, they, he you know, he they do He's a white boy with plenty of flavor, you know? Like he's just he's got he's got great skills. I've been watching him for years. Years and years, I remember following him on like social media, you, you know, through like his, uh, seen the postings, like, like his daughter's like tragic death, um, how good of a guy, he seems very, he seems very personable, um, there, there's so much swagger to the kid, like, the dudes, he's, he's a, he's a bad motherfucker, he's a, he's really like a, he's a slick but he's got uh he's got a chip on his shoulder i was actually at his fight um when he fought um Scotty, and you know Scotty thought he was gonna like kind of kind of punk him kind of you know like walk him down and, and like nah dude to his credit uh plant stood his ground and he boxed him while i mean he was slick he was quick but he stood there and he wanted to trade. He 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 was like, all right, let's swing away, you know, let's you know, let's go balls out, and he you know he dropped the uh, was what two three times. And he moved forward. Now he has his uh his uh, mandatory defense. Not a not a well known fighter. Nowhere near his level of talent, but plant put in work, man. Every. Thing looked great from the uppercuts, the left hooks, the right, hand, and the fucking jab. The way he was snapping dude's uh, neck back with a, a jab, a power jab, just you know, foot forward, you know, just jab, 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 snapping and snapping his head back. It's, it's impressive. He doesn't. There's no other way to look at it. He, he has. He's a very well-rounded fighter. So he. You know, they they end up stopping the fight, and it's like, who do you want next? The ba- the baddest dude in the division, man. The the baddest dude at one sixty eight. You know, between him, and David Benavides. Benavides, I think he's only like twenty two years old. <laughs> so, and that's that's a hell of a fucking fight to make. Like that, to me personally, that's something I'd pay like pay per view money for. I do think, and I uh, I believe um, plants kind of mentioned it too that you know like uh, all the people that are trying to make the fight do think that maybe they should let it marinate a little bit. Maybe you know each have like a fight. Maybe hopefully on the same card or even really close to each other, and build up a fight that. Man, uh, it's been a, it's been a couple of years since you've had a big, really big fight at one sixty eight. And these are the two best guys because you throw Callum Smith in there, and Callum Smith, he's a very good fighter in his own right. But his last fight, he should have fought against a you know, a, a lower echelon of talent. So, Benavidez, <laughs> a dude, you know, for such a big guy, he he looks like he's throwing like video game style punches, like you know, like. You're playing fucking ready to rumble, you know, like you're loading up, throwing the you know 17 punch combination. But Benavides can do that. Benavides has power, and he loves to walk people down. He's a kid. He's young. He's a really young guy. Really, I. He. I'm not sure if he's 22 or if he's like 21, but holy fuck, he seems like he's a, like a veteran. Like like he's the guy already. Like he's at his prime. So you know you have a very slick boxer who love who has the nuts to sit there and trade and then you have David Benavides a fighter that wants to maul you wants to destroy you and um, <laughs> more times than not really does you know two undefeated guys they're 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 very very talented and i think evenly matched so if that fight ends up happening oh man we're we're you know we're going to be in for a treat this Saturday, February twenty second, the biggest fight of the year, biggest fight of the year. I mean, uh, they might end up having a third fight, but Tyson Fury, Deontay Wilder two. Oh my God, that fight is gonna be insane. So, a quick little backstory. Uh, you know, they fought uh, what I believe December first of twenty eighteen. Um. Well, I actually had tickets, me, uh, me, the homies, we we got to watch to fight, and we were losing my voice, that fight was like, was so crazy, it was like, like, so exciting, the two knockdowns, the late knockdown, fucking somehow Fury, you know, getting up like he's a fucking undertaker from the WWF and shit, um, you know, rising up, getting up, managing to not get hurt for like the next, let's say, 30 seconds, and then it seems... Like he was able to counter Wilder with a shot that seemed to have put him on un- unsteady legs. Now you could attribute that also to like exhaustion, but it was a very nice counter. And Tyson does weigh around two sixty. He's saying he wants to, you know, he wants to weigh uh, around two seventy for this fight. Six foot nine, two seventy. You <laughs> you can punch. I don't give a fuck what anybody says. Like how oh, he doesn't stop people. I think he doesn't stop people because he loves boxing so much. I think he really genuinely likes me making people look like fools. You see that um he has a very strong will. Um in the in his last fight when he got when he got cut and he had little stitches. Um nah, man, he uh he looks like he wants to maybe prove a point this time. Maybe he doesn't feel like he could get like the the decision here in the US because that fight's stable center. Other than the two knockdowns and an extra round, Tyson won every fucking round. He won 9 out of 12 rounds. How the fuck did he get a draw? I, how, I don't know how the fuck he got a draw. It, that shit does not make sense. But, you know, he wasn't a champion. He was supposed to be in there to, essentially, to lose. He was, you know, like... The, he was just a challenger, and I think sometimes judges kind of, you know, they give the the champion the benefit of the doubt, right, especially, like, uh, there wasn't that much action, you know, early on in the first fight, it was just Tyson, just, his dude's crazy, man, he puts his hands behind his back, he's, like, laughing, sticking his tongue out of his opponents while they're punching, not, not before they're punching, like, while they're punching his motherfuckers moving around, he, I think he likes, he's just, he's a funny guy, he likes making dudes look silly, but. And that fight was something else. It just, I, I I'll never, I'll never forget um, going to that fight. And it's something that I, I, I believe I'll take with me for the rest of my life, which makes me really excited. I, I had high hopes of actually going to this fight, but the fucking nosebleeds are like five hundred and forty bucks, and I'm good. I'm not going to do that. Um, but this rematch, holy shit, man. Um, it's just. Tyson hasn't looked the same since. Wilder has. I mean, he lost every fucking round against Ortiz before the big right hand, right? And you could say that was strategic. You could say that's also Ortiz, you know, a gold medalist, uh, very talented, um, heavyweight boxer. A bit past his prime, but those dudes are always going to be, you know, they're going to always have the fundamentals to give anybody problems, right? This fight right here is the very best boxer in the heavyweight division against possibly an all-time great puncher. The way de- when Deontay Wilder lands a punch on someone, it motherfucker, dude, it <laughs> it's like you hit these motherfuckers with a sledgehammer. You know, like he- it's crazy the amount of power this dude's what he's six he's six foot seven. He likes to wear like. 210 or 215 220 for a fight he's a twig but he's got power more power than anyone else in the heavyweight division it's the speed the speed causes a problem when that when he he throws a jab and he throws a straight right hand holy shit dude it's it's a fucking missile landing on someone's chin somehow somehow fury got up from that twice I'll. I don't know how. The guy just has a maybe amazing will. But, holy shit, dude! I'm. I'm just excited. I'm excited. So I. I, I kind of threw it in the group chat. I kind of asked the guys. I was like, hey, all right. You know who do you guys have? Um, who do you guys have winning for this fight? Uh, Diablo, Danny Diablo. He's he's kind of has my perspective. He was at the fight with me. We we think Fury might be able to pull it off. Um I don't know exactly if he can stop Wilder. If any of this talk about him, you know, training for a knockout to really try to, you know, like he hired Sugar Hill, he dropped Ben Davis. If this is like him saying, Hey, I want to counter, but I want to counter counter with power, and I want to cause problems for this fighter. He is familiar with them. You know, he does have um Andy Lee also helping like like co train him. It's that, that crock, man, they, you know, that old school, that shit that Emmanuel Stewart built a very long time ago. And the fundamentals, and I think the the chip on the shoulder, you know, that suddenly these fighters that train underneath them have. So, you know, Fury going to them and say, hey, you're going know, to help me out and, like, help me get ready for this fight. It's going to be, it, I don't know, I, I... I know he fucks around a lot. I think he's full of shit. A lot of some of the stuff he says that like he trains his chin by eating pussy, whatever, like, you know, eight times a day. <laughs> <or some shit. laughs> That's motherfucker's crazy. You know what I mean? That he like, he's building up his testosterone by beating his meat seven times a day. Like, bro, between you know the amount of you know beating his meat that he does and coochie eating, like, how does he even get a train right? Like, <laughs> but the motherfucker's a character. You know, going to the WWE, whatever, like. He's just, is he's funny. He's a funny dude. Um, Wilder, Wilder being a very personal guy, you know, like uh, every single interview I ever see that he does, he always he seems like a really cool dude, very, uh, very humble guy. I've seen plenty of videos of him where he's just like, it's just like everyday life following him around, and like he just seems like a really great person, you know, like they they've gone in debt about. Um, like, you know, his daughter, like, being born, like, you know, with some complications. And, you know, he was a truck driver, and he needed to make more money. So he, like, be dri- like driving trucks and then also training, wanting to, like, get some money. And, of course, like, early on in the boxing, you don't make shit. So, like, you just having that dream of saying, hey, you know, like, a bronze medalist, being a truck driver, trying to get uh, enough money to really... Give your children you know what they not just uh what they want sometimes but definitely what they need um I, anybody can associate with that and when he steps in that ring and he's a bronze bomber he's just a he's a killer so bronze bomber versus a gypsy king two bigger than life characters two two really talented boxers this is gonna be good I got i got i got fury winning but man hey wilder if he if he lands that right hand and drops uh, drops fury i think he takes him out but I, I something something tells me that fury learned something from the last fight i i think fury really is that kind of a fighter where he's just so smart that when he steps in the ring yeah he he he'll get better you give him a second chance he'll learn he'll adapt and he'll do even better. So that concludes this episode of Boxing and Bullshit. I'm your host, it's Alex D. Um, maybe later on in the week, uh, we might be able to do just uh, uh, maybe like a little quick, uh, quick little episode. Just kind of want to get, kind of want to get all the guys' input, and then just um, uh, you know, have a few drinks, bullshit a little bit, and maybe maybe play some bets. We still we still have the other bet lingering. We're trying to get all the guys together. One of the guys is sick. Um, is you know, some you know, we all have different schedules, um, but we all probably all just get together. We got, we got to still got to pay up that last bit, and um, just you know, want to say thank you, like every single person that listens to the podcast, man. I, get, I pull up the analytics, and I, you know, you got people in, you know, the Netherlands, you got uh, like <laughs> Ireland. You know, it's crazy, man. Like I really, really, really appreciate uh, the people that listen. Um, it, it means something to us, you know. People in Turkey, people in Mexico, you know, saludos, you know. So, <laughs> just uh, really grateful to be able to like give our perspective on boxing, on some others, you know, some other shit, some you know, joke around for you guys. But uh, thank you for listening. Please like, please share. It's Alex D. I'm out.